When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. My voice is a little worn because I was screaming at the top of my lungs until 2.30 in the morning last night at the Hollywood Improv. We were hanging out with a couple comedian friends. I reunited with my dear friend, Adam Ray, and his beautiful um, fiance, my girl Katie Kazorla and her husband Walter and we we got a little wild, you know. We we partied. We went into the room after the show was done, the showroom and kicked open the piano and we're doing basically like karaoke with a piano. And it was so much fun. And you know me. I mean, well, you guys kind of know me, but one thing about me is I I like a routine and I'm in bed by like 10 most nights, which is very difficult to sustain doing stand-up comedy. But this is what happens when I don't uh, abide by my routine. I lose my voice. (laughs) I just sound like a little mouse there. How is everybody? How you doing? How you learning, loving, and living? I hope you're doing amazing. This episode is exciting for me because I catch up with an old friend. But before we get into that, you know, you know what you got to do. You got to go to YouTube. You want to watch the video, the YouTube, uh, it'll be available on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. Please tell your friends, tell them how much fun I am. Go over there, click like, and subscribe. And our Patreon is on and popping. We're posting new stuff every week, exclusive content, exclusive. <laughs> All sorts of different types of videos, uh, bonus episodes, and just different fun things. That's patreon.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. And we've got a few sponsors this week for the podcast, which I'm so excited about. And we will be announcing our new partnership soon once we make the full migration over to the new platform. But until then, we are getting a bunch of sponsors, and I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. First up, we have Green Chef, which I'm pumped to try. I'm trying to find ways to stay green and be more green. I don't know how much it's going to matter because global warming is already happening, but every little bit counts and you can enjoy your greens while being green with green chef. It's one of the most sustainable meal kits offsetting 100% of their plastic packaging in every box and a hundred percent of their carbon footprint and emissions. That's pretty impressive. I need to know the science. I want to meet the man who made this all happen or woman. See, my brain went right, right to a man. It's probably a woman because we're really good with cleaning and multitasking. Green Chef's uh, pre-portioned ingredients mean you'll actually reduce your food waste by at least 25% compared to grocery shopping. This is one thing that when I was learning about, about Green Chef, I realized, yeah, when you buy individual items from the grocery store. You have such a plastic buildup, such a glass buildup. Like every single time you go to the grocery store, there is 
a ton of byproduct. And with Green Chef, there's fresh produce, premium proteins, organic ingredients that you can trust. It's the number one meal quit. Meal quit? Quit your meals. The way they do it is with air. Meal kit for eating well. Green Chef offers 35 nutritious and flavorful options to choose from every week featuring premium clean ingredients that are seasonally sourced for peak freshness. Now that, that to me is key because I don't know how good it is and how healthy it is to be able to get a strawberry every day. I don't think we're supposed to have strawberries every day. I think it's all about that seasonal stuff, but you know, people want strawberries every day and then they have to put chemicals into the ground to make the strawberries grow every day. So you might want to reconsider you guys. Green Chef makes cooking easy so you can spend less time stressing and more time shoving food in your pie hole. More time making delicious home-cooked meals. Green Chef's pre-made and pre-measured sauces and dressings and spices get you more chef-curated flavor in less time. That's the one thing that's always missing in the kitchen for me sometimes is, I said always and sometimes, is when you cook and there's just no freaking flavor. I'm like, oh, Cool, this brick of chicken is drying my whole mouth out. I need a little dash of salt. I'm excited about this. I'm really looking forward to feeling like I'm I can shove all this food in my mouth and I'm not shoving all this plastic on on Mother Nature and on Earth. So you guys are basically heroes if you shop with Green Chef. So if you want to go to greenchef.com slash sharp one three oh and use code sharp one three oh to get a hundred and thirty dollars off what plus free shipping you got you have to try it now because you're going to be helping the earth you're going to get delicious food and why not like plan a date and hide the the recipe and act like you just whip this up you're welcome you're welcome for that idea greenchef.com slash sharp 130 use code sharp s-h-a-r-p 130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That's so exciting. I'm really pumped for you guys for that one. Um, this uh, next company, I am also very excited to try. I've seen billboards for it all over LA and a couple of my girlfriends have mentioned about this company. And you guys know I am obsessed with skincare. I have struggled with skin issues my entire life. I've had chronic acne when I was younger, and you guys know I always talk about how greasy I am. I'm a shiny, shiny Italian, and it can be difficult. You know, it can be difficult trying to keep your skincare on point when you're as greasy as I am. So I was excited to try this company to see how my skin would react with it because uh, it's hard to find skincare products with clean, simple ingredients that are actually functional and that actually are productive and do something for your skin and can help the conditions that you're trying to address. So OC has been making clean and effective skincare products for over 25 years. That's almost as long as I've been alive. Thank you. I'm so young. Um, They have award-winning cleansers, serums, and face moisturizers, which by the way, really recommend doing that using serums. I know sometimes it's hard to know what you really need and what you don't need and is all this stuff extra companies trying to charge you extra i have religiously used cleansers serums and face moisturizers and spfs for a very long time and it makes the biggest difference um, they're also known for creating amazing body products like their famous body oil it is time to luxuriate 
You got to oil that body. Make it count. Since 1996, OC has been creating clean, vegan, and cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. We're, we're in the green zone today, baby. We're all about saving the planet. And they've done it again. They just released a body butter. Ooh, you need some butter for your body. You want to butter that booty up with some body butter, and you don't want to sleep on this product. It's even proven to moisturize the skin for up to 72 hours. I'm setting the clock. I'm going to dip myself in butter and set the clock. It's rich texture feels so good and transforms creepy. I said creepy, creepy skin without being sticky. It makes your skin look so moisturized and healthy and really a little bit does go a long way. That's true. I usually will slather on oil. I, I always assume if I like slather lotion and oil on, I'll become more moisturized. But if you use a consistent amount of a little bit every time, your skin will start to really become moisturized. I'm very excited to try this. I can't wait to luxuriate my skin in their body oil. I can't wait to dip my whole body and, and maybe my booty in their butter. I don't know if they make booty butter, but I, I, I think I might need to give them a call and have them add that to the repertoire. Um, you guys got to try it. It's time to luxuriate. And another thing where you're shopping and you're helping the planet, I think that's amazing. You guys can find your new skincare favorites at ocmalibu.com and get a special discount just for our Sharp Tongue listeners. You guys are going to get 10% off your first order with promo code SHARP. S-H-A-R-P at ocmalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com. You guys are going to get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. Time to luxuriate and help planet Earth. That's ocmalibu.com. Code SHARP at checkout. And my OGs are back. Ana Luisa, what's going on? How are you guys? I, I literally wear my Ana Luisa jewelry every day. Every day I got this really cool chunky chain and I add it to all my layers. You guys know I call myself Mrs. T. I've got like 45 necklaces on at any given time. And this company really, it fits with my style. And I, I think if you go to the website, you can see how many different styles they have of necklaces and bracelets and literally anything you can think of they have on their website. It's literally made for you and the planet. They're keeping in mind as well. Another green company. They are 100% carbon and water neutral, but also like really pretty if you ask me. Um, their versatile designs are perfect to mix and match. We already talked about how you can layer all this fun stuff where every day and it's really affordable. So you could just go online and shop and say, Oh, I think this one's cute. I'm gonna put this one in my cart. Oh, look at this one. This one's cute. I'll put this one in my cart. You guys know, do we need it? Don't think about it. Fill up your cart, put it all in your cart, add your necklaces, step out in the world and luxuriate. That's what we are doing today. Um, Anna Luisa, that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A, -A -A, has timeless jewelry literally for any occasion, any and every occasion. A cute ring to show off at the grocery store when you're trying to pick up that guy who looks really rich across the kumquats. A dainty bracelet for when you're in your athleisure wear, just grabbing a cup of Joe, also trying to find a rich man at the coffee shop. I mean, there's so many different things. A luxurious necklace that can make your friends think, oh, she's making a lot of money. Jessie May must have struck the lotto. Look at that necklace. But literally, literally, the best part is that Ana Luisa jewelry starts at $39. The prices are 
freaking incredible. And with our code SHRP, you're going to get 10% off your order at shop.analuisa.com. That's shop.analuisa.com. Okay, I you, you, you just got to go and start layering and take chances, take chances. Be bold, okay? At Ana Luisa, that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. You guys, uh, they have a gift guide on their website along with their bestsellers page. And there's just a bunch of great destinations to browse and get a bunch of like, you know, gift options and stuff for yourself and your friends and your mom. If your mom's still alive, congratulations. Buy her a necklace. My mom is dead, but she would love this website. So while you guys are getting yourself a new necklace, throw one in for, you know, your sister or, you know, throw one in for just to have an extra gift for if your friend was having a bad day, you're going to have a necklace ready to go. I, that's how I shop. I always have extra gifts lying around the house. Some people call it hoarding. I call it consideration. Go treat yourself and your loved ones and use my code SHARP to get 10% off. I absolutely recommend them. Their bracelets and their necklaces that I have are Honestly, the way I wear them every single day have really held up. The quality is amazing, and I love the brand, and they're making sustainable jewelry. So it just feels good to wear jewelry from a company that actually cares. So go check out shop.analuisa.com forward slash sharp and use that code SHRP. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, this episode is a, a, a reconnection with one of my comedy friends, who is just a delightful human being. He's so talented. He's an OG. He's been in the industry for a hot minute, and he continues to get out there and entertain and do his thing. He's so funny. He's so talented, and he's just a really great person to talk to. I really enjoyed my conversation with him, and I know you will as well. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode with Mr. Dean Edwards. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Look at our yellow. Yes, we popping. <laughs> yellow is popping. I'm, I'm feeling the uh, the Chinese restaurant t-shirt too. <laughs> right? This is like such a New York energy, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like on all the food you eat at 4 a.m. when you're done doing shows. Exactly. Where, where are you right now? I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn. Oh, I'm shit. Okay. Yeah. How is it there? How's, how's everything going on in New York? All is all is well. The weather actually broke today. I think um, we were, we were going to break 50 degrees. Wow. <laughs> wow. How, we're going to see some tulips. How's, how's, it, how's it out there? It's good. You know, yeah. I, you know I'm from... New York. I'm not from right. New York City, but right. I'm from upstate New York. So I'm used to like the the ever-changing weather and actually yeah. having seasons. Right. But I gotta say, and I know you've traveled a lot and you've been out in LA and all of that, but being in a consistent weather pattern uh, for me uh-huh. really is great for my mood. Right. It's it's right. it's a different game. Like yeah. 
Yeah. Do you get that sort of winter? What do they call it? Winter depression? Seasonal depression? I don't. I don't get it. Um, and I think probably that that has to do with, be, you know, with what we do as entertainers. We're out and about. Oftentimes, you know, um, you know, there have been many a winter that I was in the Caribbean, you know, when a <laughs> snowstorm hit. So, so we're we're the worst people to ask about reality because part parts of us are disconnected from from the the normal reality, right? We we're, right. we're part of reality, but we're we're fortunate and blessed to be able to travel on such a consistent basis, where you know we we. You know, I, I mean, comedy's taking us everywhere. Everywhere. You know? It's so, who would have thought, like, I get why everyone wants to do it. Right. I right. get it. I get, and I, when, you know, some of my friends start doing it, I'm like, that's dope. I'm, I want right. to hang out with you more. Right. But then other people, I'm like, you got to step down. You got to right. you gotta step back. We're good. We're all, we, the, the seat's taken. I feel like the little girl from Forrest Gump. <laughs> The site's taken. You can't sit here. I'm like all the little mean Southern kids telling me. Right, right. There's no more room. But you, you know but what? Like, that's, it, it, it's to, for me. It's it's funny because I think you get a good sense of when someone's not gonna be here. You know, mm. for a long time. You know, some people dabble. Like I know everybody's. Um, you know, talking about uh, Ti is, is you know has entered into the realm of stand-up uh, comedy. And I've, I've heard, uh, you know, comics debating and, well, he's an entertainer and, you know, so I, I don't waste energy or burn it. I, I'm like, hey, because comedy is the witness protection program, right? Like I've it always sure said that. Like, I don't care if you were a, a rapper, an actor, we got, we got uh, you. a singer, you know, and, and here's what's funny. It's not like we're like, come on, come join us. But people kind of look, people are kind of like on outskirts and like, <laughs> you, you guys, you guys good. Uh, what are you guys doing over here? And, 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 and so, you know, it's almost looked, looked upon like, all right, well, look, if you don't say anything about my true identity, uh, I'm not going to point out that you were a successful uh, whatever, you know, and Rapper. Now in this, whatever, you know, yep. and, 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 and you can tell when some, you can tell when it's a money grab, right? Yes, you can. You can, you can tell when, uh, somebody's agent said, listen, you have, you have a following, um, from playing your ukulele and, and selling out, <laughs> you know, venues and, and on and, YouTube and arenas, you know, from your YouTube ukulele, um, and you can you can now go on the road and make some decent money. I, I salute to anyone feeding their family and finding a way, but don't expect that we're going to respect you as a stand as a, as a peer in right. stand up, right? Right. You know, um, you you gotta you gotta pay your dues. You gotta pay your dues. And I mean, there there there's some people that. Um, when they first started, say a decade ago, I'm, I'm thinking of like a couple of comics in particular. I remember when they first started, they were kind of corny to me. But a decade later, I salute them because I'm like, hey, they're still in it. You know, even even if they still, if their brand of uh, comedy isn't my preference, 
Right. If, if they've been consistently getting on stage and they found a way and learned more than just the mechanics of, hey, uh, give it up for yourselves, give it up for the ladies, and they and they learned how to construct, you know, some material. Hey, God bless them. I know because it's not, it's not an easy thing, and that's the 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 thing that was making me laugh about what you were talking about, like. Mm-hmm how where comedy has taken us and i just had this conversation with steve byrne mm-hmm. last week steve, um, steve byrne good good guy steve byrne steve oh, byrne is a great guy such a good he's such, such a good guy such a sweet fellow <laughs> i love steve. if he if he fucking slips in the shower i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> i know, I'm gonna be I know so right? mad right we gotta put we've gotta put better grip in the shower sure, everyone's sure. gotta t- please take care of yourselves you yeah. some of you are national treasures word word but um you know, when people come into comedy as a lateral move within the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting to watch because I think they just assume it's going to be easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, Because no one... good people make it look easy. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the... When people do that, I remember hearing a story, uh, Jay Moore... Um, Jay Moore on a podcast. I think it was Patrice's uh, final final interview, if I'm not wow. mistaken. And uh, Jay Moore had Patrice on his podcast um, as a good decade ago. And Jay was like, he was like, dude, we're unicorns. He was like, I'm on set with you know Oscar winners shooting this movie, and when the director yells cut, you know all these actors that we respect are coming up like, Jeez, so you understand them? What is that like? Right, because because with what we do, um, and that's not to I don't want to pontificate like you know the science behind stand up. Well, we talk um, about it on the podcast all the time. It's it right. would get everyone's perspective. Well, well, you know what? It's it's just that, that you know we as as uh, stand up uh, comedians, you are the the writer, director, producer, key grip, uh, gaffer. <laughs> lighting craft services uh, craft services and the and the star of the show and so you're you're <laughs> a lot you're, you're learning and producer you are learning to do all of these things and find a way to make it work because um you know for instance this weekend i had um i, I wasn't even supposed to be doing stand-up i was doing something at a at a retreat a friend of mine has a uh, has a a show on as actually a, a network on Sirius XM, and she she does this um this wellness retreat. Um, has, Ooh, what do they know, do? Do they sun their perineums? I want to get. I want to go. <laughs> it was you know what it was everything from um, learning how to eat a little healthier, uh, make better choices to financial advice and financial literacy. Oh wow! And. Um, and I I missed the whole weekend. I get I came up there because they wanted me to roast uh, people doing karaoke. Right, simple enough. Yeah. Um, however, <laughs> you and I both know when, when as as a comic that you know everything lives and dies by what you do. Right. So if what, the, what do you mean by that? By that I mean the the karaoke DJ. Um, his his equipment wasn't working correctly, and so you had a bunch of people sitting around, and I had a mic preparing to you know just mess with people, um, singing. 
But now I'm like, damn, I'm up here now. So I have to pivot and find a way to make it work because no one's going to leave there saying, saying, yeah, that karaoke DJ was, was whack and so was that comedian. It's, it's going to look like, oh, well, I took place and 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 I was running. It, you know, yes, so right. So that's, I see that's, what you're saying. You know what I mean? So that's where, you know, your comic chops kick in and you say, okay, well, here, let me, let me get people, uh, doing the cha-cha slide or the wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble, like everything just to keep them entertained. Right. And then once they're in a festive mood, I didn't, I wasn't expecting, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll change that. They didn't expect me to do stand-up, but I went there saying I'll probably wind up doing stand-up because I always want to make sure that that people leave saying, yo, Dean Edwards is funny, right? Yeah, I'm always, right. I know that there are people that might not be familiar with me. So I'm like, all right, let me hit them in the head. And it turned, the, the evening turned out great. Not because of the, uh, not because of the awful, horrendous karaoke DJ, but because we we pivoted, you know, it was like, like uh, Bruce Lee said, be like water, my friend. And so we had yes. to adapt and adjust, had to adapt and adjust and, and people, the next morning, people were like, man, that was amazing. So I was like, all right, mission accomplished. It's so funny. Like early on, there's so many different types of rooms you're in that aren't necessarily yeah. like comedy shows where you have yeah. to do stand up. Right. Do you remember like a show, like a worst show or a really difficult scenario oh. or something wild oh, happening? Yeah. Like uh, similar to like, you remember, you know, Lori Kilmartin? Of course, of course. Love, love. Remember when she got hit in the head with the bread roll? I've heard that. Story. Yes, yes. <laughs> Do you have anything like that that's happened to you? Well, that you, you know what? Coming up, because uh, there were a handful of us that that straddled, coming up, straddled the line of the mainstream rooms and the urban rooms, black rooms. Right. right? And I was fortunate enough to be able to do both and and get opportunities in both. But you know the 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 black rooms. Um, were the rooms that allowed me to quit my day job because, you know, if you were mm -hmm. doing a if you were doing a one nighter in Brooklyn, um, you know, you could you could get a hundred dollars, right? Yeah. I, I don't know if it's the same now, but back in the days, at, at least at, at its at its pinnacle, um, in New York in the New York City tri-state area, there were at least forty to fifty one nighters throughout the tri-state area that you could go get seventy five to a hundred dollars um in a on a given night and, and for the people the, your your viewers that might not understand what that means that means unlike if you're going in in la to the comedy store the laugh factory the improv or in new york city if you're going to the comedy cellar or back in the days boston comedy club or caroline's wow. or Gotham, Gotham boston comedy, comedy club, club right these are these are all spaces that that were uh committed to a stand-up show right but then in brooklyn you had two steps down, a place that John Lasseter used to host in uh, in Clinton Hills. <laughs> that was that was a seafood restaurant. Right? Wow! But people had, are just shucking clams in the back. Right, right. But but they on Wednesday nights, John, you know, had a comedy show there, or, or Drew Frazier having uh, the Manhattan Proper, which was a sports bar. So on an, any given Tuesday night. Not only are you competing to to win people's uh, attention with your laughs, you're also if the Knicks are playing, you also are competing <laughs> with people at the bar that are watching the Knicks. And so what screaming that, at the TV, you're you're like, like, am oh, I getting heckled? Oh, no, right. somebody scored. <laughs> right. And so from that, 
Um, it's and I, I tell John John Lasseter um, specifically in this particular case. I said, you know what, you're one of my favorite hosts when 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 you're when you're playing the comedy seller. He's one of my favorite hosts because he coming up doing those types of rooms um, where people aren't necessarily there for comedy. You know, they're there to eat dinner. They're there to you know have a drink with some friends. They're there to try to holler at shorties. Everything um, but. Everything Literally, they're there to do laundry. There's not even a fucking right. washer or dryer. Right, exactly. And so when you come up under those conditions where it's not perfectly set up for uh, stand-up or conducive to people laughing, when you have a situation where you're in a real comedy club, as amazing as a comedy seller, and then John, who knows how to get to the funny as quickly as possible, because that's what happens in, in, in the rooms, is that you learn... To adapt and you know what i have to i have to economize my words and and trim the fat and get right to the jokes by the time you that's go a good way into, to put it yeah by the time you get in a in an actual comedy club um it's rapid fire and people don't have a chance to really catch their breath until you choose to so that that's to me that's what makes some of these uh some comics that came up doing you know um, not even just black rooms, you know, if you came up in the alternative scene and you, you were doing like Luna Lounge back in the days and you had, you know, you had to get to, you had a room full of people standing up. So you had to find a way to get to whatever your weird, quirky, funny was, you had to get to it a little bit quicker than you, um, would have had if you were at Caroline's, you know? Yeah. It is such a different vibe. I remember working a lot of that circuit yeah. when I first got to New York because yeah. the money was really good and it, yeah. yeah, there's something about that audience, like it. It's it's like the Apollo. Well, you it's know, immediate. You'll know right away. Yeah, it's immediate. If what you're talking about is connecting, and that that was the other, the you know, I mean, it's 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 almost hackneyed to to point out because everyone always says, you know, black audiences or or uh, you know, urban audiences, including Latino and maybe even some Asian, we we want more for our entertainment dollar as quickly as possible, whereas a white audience, they're a little more patient. So even if you're not doing a great job, you're not going to get heckled as quickly. You're not going to get booed. If, if, if I went it into- It won't burn as much. It won't, it won't hurt. You know, when you- But here's what's funny. Most people, a boo is not- when I've always said a boo, a boo hurts- but silence is worse because if you get booed, you kind of have an idea. Okay, I know exactly where I went, went wrong. But if you're on stage for ten minutes and someone is just indifference, just indifferent and staring and and pondering, and then they start looking around to see if okay, it's not just me. You know that 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 burns into your soul because you see you see all the questions. That they have like, wait, what? What made you think this was a good idea? <laughs> Why are you up here? You know, and it's that disconnect. Yeah, and so that, for me, the disconnect is painful. Yes. So I remember one of the first, one of the first shows I did, um, that where I bombed was. Yeah. Um, I remember I was in college up at uh, shout out to Rochester Institute Technology. Hey, Rochester. Yeah, Rochester. And um, there was a there was a nightclub up there. I want to say the Bamboo Club, and uh, 
some they wanted to you know comedy like the the like Dep comedy jams um had become such a you know big revolutionary show that everybody suddenly wanted to have stand-up right so this nightclub was like we, we you're a comic hey well you want to you want to do some time i was like all right um i didn't even care about money right i was like yeah i'll do comedy but i didn't understand oh you got to set it up certain so i'm at the club and they're like uh they're like all right we're gonna put you on in 10 minutes i'm like all right cool um where's the stage oh no you'll just you'll you'll stand in front of the dj booth and he'll give you the mic for i was like oh <laughs> so hold up so me performing right this was me performing like if, if my phone is is if my phone is the microphone i had to i had to like perform like this because the wire the wire is back here so so i could only like stand right here and turn i couldn't fully turn and this dude again people are people are not there for comedy so they're looking at me like because they don't introduce it they're just like you know you hear you you're hearing like all i want to do is zoom and zoom 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 and a boom boom shake shake <laughs> all right and now give it up for dean edwards huh wait that's it nah. so look and and you immediately learn that the physio the physiology of your body because you're like oh why is my Mouth suddenly feeling so dry. Why is my tongue? Oh, these are nerves. And and mm. this is this is the fight or flight syndrome where people talk about why they're so afraid of speaking in front of uh, a room full of strangers because your body is saying, "Why why why are we doing this? Why are we here? Stop!" But you can't because you know the ego is like, "Nah, I got these jokes. They're gonna win." And then this dude. This dude just walked in front of me. I have the tape somewhere in my basement. This dude walked in front of me. This dude that I kind of knew because I, I I was a dancer and so I like dancing, and he and he and I knew each other as dancers. Yo, this dude just he was like, "Fuck you doing, man?" And I was like, "Uh," and I had nothing because I was I was embarrassed, and I, and I was I was caught off guard because I like, wait, why are you? Why are you snap? And you make all when you know when I first started, you make all of those novice errors where someone says mm -hmm. says something, and you're like, "What'd you say? Say it again." And you're like, no. Whereas now, you just hit them. Yes, you, you got to have your repertoire. I was thinking when you were talking before about like the places comedy takes us before mm -hmm. all the other stuff we were chatting about, right? And I laughed because. You know, when I look at you, I, I, I didn't know you as a kid, mm -hmm. but I know you were a funny kid. I could just tell by your face. I could tell by your face, like, <laughs> the, you, you emote joy and yeah. you obviously, you, you get a lot out of what you put out. I, I can right. see that with your spirit. Like, just right. be, having been around you the times that I have, you have that energy about you. And I'm, I'm similar, you know, I right. enjoy this career and this amazing right. life. It's like how would you? That's that's I, that's what I'm saying. It's like I never when when uh like I I I get frustrated or irked when I hear people say uh you know comics comics uh you know have a dark seedy past and I'm like well, 
Some do, but I, 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 uh, me, Yamanika Saunders, and uh, Sanders, and uh, and Eagle Wit. We were probably a month ago, and we were just joking about that. I was like, oh. I, I was like, I was like, did y'all have? They they were both like, no. Nah. I said, I didn't think you did. I said, because y'all actually have like delicious spirits to be around. Yes, like, you know, and then same with you. You you have a, a bubbly. Uh, energy and spirit and, and yeah but we all have peaks and valleys everybody has you know something sorted in their past that or family life that they weren't happy about but uh you know I I, I was a glass half full type dude I was like all right well yeah. I'm, I'm gonna find my own fun if nobody else gonna have fun I'll, I'll play in the corner with my Star Wars figures <laughs> you know I'm good it is interesting like to have a career or to get to a point where being a class clown per se mm -hmm. brings you to Dubai and brings you to, right. Right. you know, Europe. And yeah. it, it's, it's really wild when you think about Definitely. Definitely. this, this career, it's so unique in that way where you could start out doing the rooms like you were talking about, yeah. you know, those circuits and in crossing over to mainstream. And the next thing you know, you're traveling all around the world. Yeah. Um, my question is, where is one of the places that you've done stand-up that was a big milestone for you in your career, whether um, the difficulty of it because of a language barrier mm. or, you know, whatever, travel issues or it just being um, invigorated by the culture? Do you remember any country specifically that you've traveled to that sort of dug its talons in, into you? I, I wouldn't say necessarily the country, but just the region. The Middle East has been wonderful to me for, for the last now 13 years. I, I started going over. Shout out to my man, Ahmed Ahmed. Or, yeah. as, they, or as they say over there, Ahmed Ahmed. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, my first real, into, I, had done, I had done things in Europe, Amsterdam, the UK. Um, and, but the first like real like travel travel for me was uh I had done South Africa with um Ahmed wow. Angelo Sarukis, Kira Sultanovich, and and a young upstart from South Africa named Trevor Noah. Um, <laughs> we, we, we spent we spent a month in Cape Town and another week in Johannesburg, and that really opened my eyes to um to just performing overseas and, and it, it gave me insight to realize you know you know laughter is universal because the human condition is universal and we all share a lot of similarities so i i never felt the need to adjust my material and then while we were there ahmed um you know you spend a month with someone and you get cool and, uh, and learn their habits and their spirit or whatever and ahmed was like have you been to the middle east i said no he's like gonna blow you up there i was like watch how you say that yeah and, uh, <laughs> bad choice of words yeah and um <laughs> a couple months later me he sent me angelo sarukis and uh and this italian guy named sebastian menescalco um wow to, to saudi and what had what had us all nervous i think um angelo had been there before sebastian and i had never done the middle east so he flew from LA. I flew from New York. We connected in Switzerland. And the first time, <laughs> I didn't know he's there. I'm watching because it was during the um, 
during the pilgrimage, as they call the Hajj, of millions of uh, Muslims that, that were going to, uh, to Mecca for their, uh, their Hajj, you know, uh, going to the Holy City, uh, which is in Saudi Arabia. So I'm seeing just, you know, hundreds of people in, dressed in all white walking by. And I'm sitting like, what am I doing? And I look over and I see, and Sebastian, I don't know how long he's been watching me, but he's sitting maybe <laughs> 10 seats away from me in the airport in Switzerland. And he's looking at me like, what the hell are we doing here? I can just see his face. Like, and I, yo, and I fell out laughing because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, how long has this dude been waiting for me to react <laughs> And how long has he been watching me? Right, right. And so, if uh, I saw all those people going by in white, I would have been like, "Did I die? Right. Where am right. I? Am I in heaven?" Right. And and we were, we were, I was nervous because um, Ahmed was very relaxed as far as he was like, you know, uh, just you know, uh, tell tell them that you're going, you're a consultant because at the time, um this type of entertainment was was underground right we the shows we did um were were promoted underground on facebook where um from what i understand they said uh the king knew the shows were occurring but as long as we respected the customs we were doing the shows um at the venezuelan and italian consulate so technically the shows didn't take place in saudi arabia right right um, so the entire trip, I'm like, I right, uh, do I have to? Okay, I'm gonna say a consultant. I'm a t so I work for, I work for uh, Apple, and I'm coming over to like I had this whole story concocted, and then they it gives look me at such. Me. It makes me so nervous to think about I lying was, in I Saudi Arabia. Shook, but I didn't know he didn't give us any other. Oh, no, no, you're a consultant. So I'm like, okay, what kind of consultant? He's like, just you're a consultant. I'm like, all right. So I get to the, uh, I get to immigration. I mean, Marty and, Bird is a consultant, yeah. right. you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they, they, there were no, no problems, no hesitation. They looked, uh, stamped us and we walked through. But, but it does, it also doesn't help re relax you when you see, uh, like the skull and crossbone sign saying, uh, drugs are, are, are a penalty that, uh, can bring death. Or so, like having yes. having that type of contraband. I remember seeing that. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't. I never even smoked. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> confessed. I'm like, I never, I never even smoked smoked joints, sir. I have, I have nothing. I'm, I, I don't drink. I don't do any of that. That's right. You don't. You're, you're, you're sober, but not like sober. Are you sober from any addiction? Or you just it's no, a no. I just I lifestyle. I just, I never. When I was younger, I used to, I used to make my mom's. Uh, what are they? Screwdrivers. I used to make her, her vodka with orange juice i give my dad his his um heineken's you're, so, you're, so you're bartending in the house what, what, I was. was this in the morning i was or in the no evening? no I, no it was in the evening Us, usually uh <laughs> if they had like a dinner dinner party or whatever some friends over so i tasted you know beer looked like piss to me and vodka i was like this has to be what the millennium falcon runs off of. it is like some sort of rocket <laughs> so fuel. bad it was. It just so, burns. It, even even the best vodka still, it's like. Yeah. So it was. So by the time I was able to indulge, I was like, nah, I'm good. I was like, and I'm also I I enjoy life, so I didn't really need that. Like I I have a joke where I, where I talk about 
um, you know, if when you don't when you don't drink spe- specifically, um, people look at you, you know, like you did something wrong. They're like, you know, first because especially on the road, you know, after shows, people are always like, "Hey, dude, we're doing shots. You're doing shots." I'm like, "Oh no, man, I'm not, I don't drink." Oh, okay, uh, yeah, no, nah, we're doing. I'm like, dude, no, I don't. And then they then they immediately think you're you're you know uh in a you've crashed a car and killed crashed. a family yeah in your past. And, so and so they're like oh dude oh uh, you're in a program I'm like no they're like oh what are you gay I'm like no i know i just <laughs> I, th- I thought i could just make a choice for me yeah and, and, and people get self-conscious um where if you don't drink or smoke they then feel uncomfortable drinking and smoking around you i'm like and so my boy harris who's usually on the road with me He's the one that has to tell people, nah, you know what? Do you Dean's Dean's not like that? He's not because I'm not, I'm not. I don't care what you do as long as it doesn't affect me. Do you enjoy? Right, yourself. like you. Some people need um, the lubricant to connect them. Right, a right. vice to connect them, and um, yeah. the only way they can open up their heart chakra is with right. a shot right. of Goldschlager. <laughs> right. Try exactly. and say that ten times fast. <laughs> right. Right. No. Heart chakra with the gold shot. That. <laughs> yeah, that. That. That part. <laughs> yeah. Do you, what, how do you indulge? Is there anything like, do, do you do scratch off tickets or maybe nah, eat at night? Nah, you know, I, I get, I honestly, I get, I get off seeing my people. Like, I love going on the road with Harris because Harris, you know, he, he's, he's fun to be around <laughs> because he does enjoy his, his, his indulgence, you know. Oh, does he? He likes his little juice. He gets loose with the juice. He gets, he gets his 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 uh his 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 Hennessy and Coke or the Jack and Coke, one of the two. Damn. Oof. You know, he yeah, he goes hard in the paint. And I t- I told him, I said, you know what, you're not selling me on the idea of drinking because I don't want to drink anything that makes me go like this. And, and that's <laughs> always his face. I said, why are you why are you doing it to yourself? You know, but that's I I enjoy being on the road with with, with you know good friends and, and chopping it up. You know, that's 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 the turn up for me. That's interesting, you know, uh, now especially in the industry, in the world, health people being health conscious is more mm-hmm. in the language and in the conversation. But you know, in the entertainment industry, historically, traditionally, we know that people overindulge and uh, we I'm sure you've lost friends we've both have lost friends to drugs and all of that but now it's funny because it's like it's almost flipping into the other direction where like I've been out and I go to bed early so the the late later shows are rough for me because I usually get up around five to six so it's like wow what when when did you make that uh change? have you always been a, a early sleeper or was that no i i was a night owl especially living in new york right you know right. a bartending and doing stand-up i'd go to right. bed at like three o'clock in the morning oh, wow. and you wow. know get my seven eight hours of sleep and wake up um you know 10 11 o'clock or whatever but right. i think moving to la slowly evolved me into that schedule mm. because the sun was up and i'm like oh shit there's more right. we got more time to hang out there's more right. light right you right. know and having my dogs and i think just slowly adjusting my lifestyle and now mm. i love it like if i'm not up by six I wake up late. I'm like, I just missed like three hours of the day. I I love getting up. I love um, doing all my like old lady shit in the morning. I do crosswords and have like, you know, a tea or a coffee or like 
right, you know, a biscuit right. with some jelly right. and butter. I love like having, I'll get stuff from like the bakery, like a croissant, fucking butter croissant. Watch out. Yeah. I feel like yes. a lady with the crumples right. and all the yeah. crust yeah. gets all over right. my face. Right, right. There's no right. way to not eat a croissant. No. And it doesn't look like you went face first into gravel. Right. Do, do you know what I mean? It's just oh, yeah. all. And don't don't like, let you don't let you be driving like driving somewhere because when you look down it looks like you're a toddler. Yeah, it does. It looks like you 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 got a manicure from your chin skin. It right. looks like somebody pumiced your chin skin under right. right. your under your lap. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there's no way to look cute after eating yeah. a croissant yeah. no, at all. It's it's no. the same as eating a Jamaican uh, beef or chicken patty, like because. The, the the better the crust, the more it crumbles. Mm. Yes. And, and uh, look now, it's like I a just, pastry crust, yeah, isn't it? Pastry, oh, it's so yeah. good. That pastry. It is down so and, good. Yeah. Are you originally from Brooklyn? Originally from the Bronx. Originally from the Bronx. The Bronx. Um. What'd your parents do? A, my dad. Uh, you know, it's funny. My my dad. Um, he worked for New York State Department of Corrections and retired from Auburn. That's we we wound up upstate because he um. Every time we, my dad got promoted, we moved further upstate. So it was like Bronx, Mount Vernon, uh, up in Westchester and Yorktown Heights. Uh, I did a year in Poughkeepsie, well, my uh, my sophomore year in Poughkeepsie. Then we wound up moving. Poughkeepsie is beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful, but it was so boring. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Well, especially if you're used to New York and then you go out mm -hmm. to the suburbs. So, But Poughkeepsie was still close, to New, close enough to New York City. And then... Uh, my dad got uh, transferred to Attica, and we wound up living in Batavia for my, my last year and a half of uh, high school. Those don't sound like real places. That's through the wardrobe, right? right? You go through right. the wardrobe, <laughs> you have to go through to the, the right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and Batavia. All those places. <laughs> yeah, Batavia is, is the midway point between Rochester and Buffalo. Um, mm -hmm. Buffalo and Rochester are 60 miles apart, and so... Batavia is 30 miles from each of them. So um, that's how we wound up up in, uh, and then eventually. And then you went in Auburn, New York? No. So then um, after I'm we say my Batavia, dad's from Auburn, New York. Yeah, we were, we were in Batavia for a couple of years. And then my family, he got uh, transferred to Cape Vincent, which is Watertown. So we moved to Rochester. Um, at this point, I'm in, I'm in college at MCC, which is in Rochester. And he's commuting going up to Watertown during the week and coming home on the weekends. And then eventually he wound up getting transferred to uh, Auburn uh, Correctional Facility. And he, he would just commute daily to, to, um, to Auburn. And at that point, I think I was in that. Those were my college years. And then I eventually moved back, moved back to the Bronx. Oh, like, yeah. You almost, always, you always come back home somehow. Yeah, it, it makes, exactly. it makes that way back into your life. And what exactly. did your mom do? My mom, she worked for, um, she worked, she was actually copy chief, copy editor for Cosmopolitan magazine. So, so that's Whoa, what, like, that's yeah, dope. Yeah. When people, uh, people hit like growing up, friends always call like, is your mother white? I'm like, no, she just, she's, she's from a different era and she works in corporate America. Why would they ask that? Well, because she, because, because she speaks with a certain diction and which is, which mm. like, if you listen to me speak, um, I, you know, there's, there's a propriety to how I speak and enunciate. And, uh, because we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't bring the street into the house. And so 
Wow. Uh, you know, she, she, she was, uh, you know, in charge of making sure that everything that people read worldwide um, had all the proper grammar and, and no punctuation errors. So that just seeped into my life or I might mean in my family life. That's an interesting um, conversation to bring up dialect in um, the way people talk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's obviously because of how we are as human beings. You know, you're talking before about having the fight or flight on stage and right. feeling fear. And right. we feel that because a disconnect means we're outside of the pack. It means mm-hmm. we're not going to survive. And so right. we want to survive. And one of the ways we do that is we, you know, we mimic how other people sound so yeah. that we blend in so that we're a part of the tribe. Right. Um, but the conversation about sounding white or sounding black, mm-hmm. it always, I understood it. Mm-hmm. But even as an adult now, I have such a um, un- not unique but different perspective and opinion on it because mm-hmm. I grew up in like inner city Syracuse. You know, it's right. not like it was, uh, you know, Brooklyn or the Bronx, but right. it was very diverse. Like our right. high school was completely mixed. You know, right. it, if you look down the hallway you couldn't pick one dominant culture. It was all, right. it was Asians and blacks and Latinos. Like it was amazing in that sense. It was, right. I'm so fortunate because I, you know, didn't see, not that I didn't see color. I, I wasn't um, discriminative. It, right, right. Is that a word? You, you It's a word because you just said it. I think, I think it might be, but you, you didn't, you didn't grow up. Um, there wasn't an awareness of, different everyone was aware of the different cultures um but unlike say if you grew up in a more rural rural area right Syracuse where you only saw you know three black guys um, and then and then people do this right like watching them walk like it's a big deal right it wasn't alarming or it was just a part of right the everyday existence so when it comes to like the language and how people talk, mm-hmm. it some some people have said that to me that I sound black mm-hmm. when I talk sometimes, and I, I always I was just like, well, what does that mean? Like what? That, and that's that, my question to you. Like yeah, yeah. when can you tell me how you feel about that and what that means from your perspective? And is is it a is it linked to the skin color or is there something else that? Um, influences that in your opinion for me i think i think when people say that um you know this goes back to you know talking about how comedy has taken us uh places Mm. has taken us across the world and when you when you go overseas you you gain an appreciation for back home but you also uh get a better understanding of the moving image and and people's perceptions, right? And so, I think most people, when people say he she talks white, he she talks black, they're saying that from a perspective of, and not not necessarily. Um, I won't say a, it's not a racist perspective; it's an ignorant perspective because mm. their their palate has not uh, expanded beyond what they've been fed, right? Right, so, that, yes. And so if the only, if the only uh, black people that someone has seen have been um, via, 
you know, whether it's rap music or uh, stereotypical black characters um, on TV and film um, over the last 60 years, um, you know, then that's going to inform how they, uh, how they, how they perceive someone black to sound. Right. So that's then, interesting. And that, and that goes both ways because I, I had black friends that would call my house and say, hey, is, is your mom white? Because, <laughs> because, because also the, the, um, especially once we moved upstate, most of my friends from upstate, like in, in Rochester, the, um, Rochester, uh, Rochesterians were from down south. And so, so there was a, there was a twang to everyone's accent and the way they spoke. And, and so, um, you know, someone's mother might have, might have a little twang. Oh, come on here, sugar. Come on, baby. And my mother, right. my mother um, didn't sound like that. So I, I didn't look at it as, as I never looked at it as, as someone uh, as being racist or, or racially insensitive. I'm like, oh, well, they just don't know any better because all they've been fed is what they've been fed. So they haven't, you know, they haven't had experienced other types of black people or other types of like, you, you know, you grew up in a, in a multicultural uh, area of Syracuse, New York. And so because of that, you had friends whose families, you know, you have Italians that were hanging out with, with black people that were hanging out with Polish, that were hanging out with Asian, that were hanging mm-hmm. out with Latino. So you all borrowed from each other culturally. Right. You know, right. and that 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 crossed boundaries not only to um, language and and certain words, but also the dialect that you all spoke spoke with. Yeah, and I think it's um, I like the way you said that. Like, they're it's almost like their uh, cultural palette is limited. I just thought it's a, a good way to went, understand that. Yo, I just thought of I was like, you don't hear that plane outside. <laughs> oh yeah, it's this this microphone picks up ant yo. farts. It's in. You know, every time a truck goes by, I ovulate a little bit because it's just something my girlfriend Carly and I both like service men. We like men right. with like dusty knuckles and we, right. we really need to grow out of that. We're working yeah. on it. It's a, it's a hey. journey in our selfish discovery. You know what? But but you know what? Shout out to all the servicemen that, that didn't think they had a chance between uh, you and Carly, you know? They, they, look, Thank I'm, you for recognizing yo, the quality. Hey, Thank you, you know, for recognizing the quality. Servicemen need love too. You know, a, tr- a, tr- a truck driver that doesn't know how to use lotion. Um, you know, I'm pampered. I got, I'm pampered and I'm black. I gotta make sure I'm. Your, your skin looks amazing. Thank you. Um, I st- I have another question. Mm-hmm. I want your perspective because I yeah, your perspective. I'm tight with Yamanika. Yami is Yami. It, yeah, oh, yeah. God. I have so many amazing memories with her laughing until we're crying. And that was how I, you know, just cutting my teeth in New York city was, Uh I think of her every time. Right. And, you know, I learned so much about her experience because she's such an interesting human being Mm -hmm. in that her upbringing and, you know, her education and, and, uh, being trained in acting for so yeah. long and her relationship with her grandmother and her mother and all of that. Um, and it brings me to the other thing that people say that when I hear someone say it, I'm like, Oh, that that's a, that's a uncomfortable. I don't like that when mm. they're shocked 
and I want your opinion on it and also mm. your perspective when they say, oh, about a black person or, mm. you know, somebody of color where they say, oh, they sound so educated. And I, <laughs> yeah. And I go like this. <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> again, again. Yeah. Again. So can you talk about that a little bit? Like, yeah, that's that's born of ignorance. Now, that one. That's slightly, that one's different. That's different, right? Because that's also there's racism there's, in that one. There's, there's racism involved. There's there's uh, an assumption that you don't have an education, or or suddenly now or now they're treating you um, on a higher plane than they would have um, because they 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 presumed that you were just you know this this ignorant person of color. Um, I, I and know, also that I, if you sound a way that that right, means you're not educated, right? right. There's, 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 it's it's so layered. It's too layered. It's to, so to, layered. To break That's down. why I was like, I I know yeah. we can't break it down in, in yeah. ten minutes, but yeah, I wanted like a little it's, bit it's, of it's it's very light shone shown on it. It's very offensive. I I, I love. I, I remember Rock uh spoke about it in Bring the Pain, um, or was it Bring the Pain? Uh, yeah, they were talking about. Chris Rock was talking about Colin, Colin Powell, uh, and he said, and they keep saying oh, he speaks so well. He speaks so well. well what the, what kind of what kind of ignorant racist crap is that? How'd you expect him to see? I be president, you know. <laughs> he's like your racist motherfucker. You know, he was pissed. <laughs> but but they said the same shit about Obama. Yeah, it's like that's not that's not that's not a compliment and. It, it, it's not. It, that's it. it. It's not a compliment. It's not a compliment, and it, and it harkens back to, um, to you know, s slavery because that sounds like something that is a that, wow. That, that, they, that, this this Negro speaks so well for because it's, it's almost like it's like their ellipses after them saying, "Wow, you speak so well." Dot 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 for a black person. Exactly. Wow, you sound pretty educated. Dot 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 for a black person. There's a contingency attached to it. Yeah, and it's still. Just... I see what you're saying. It's still connected to a level of ignorance, but there's also. Yeah. It, it is a layered conversation because, it is, it's it just it, it's offensive. Like when I hear it. Yeah. Is and that... I have family members who, right. you know, have a less, um, you know, like we were talking less about comedy and palate. <laughs> exactly. Right. It, the right. more you travel, you know, there's so many devices that can make you become more intelligent and aware mm -hmm. and expand your palate. And travel mm -hmm. is one of those things, especially travel. like how we've traveled. Right. It, like you say, you always, you miss home and you really appreciate home, but you also realize the wide spectrum of um, nuances that exist in different cultures and right. also the things that are offensive within different cultures like eye contact and pointing and right, all right. these little you know uh cues yeah and you know you start to just have a you pause before you say something right right you you sort of yeah. have a consideration that's and when that's, you're, that's that's the point that's the there's there's you 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 gain uh empathy and consideration for others and that's the difference the reason the reason you feel uncomfortable um with anyone saying something like that is because 
you've been around a variety of people, right? Mm -hmm. You've been about around a variety of people, some that are great friends like a Yamanika. And you know, and, and Yam is, is 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 sharp as a you know as as a state. She, knife, not, she don't miss anything she and she is fired up. Is intelligent and people are gonna that's that's a that's a benefit to her because you're gonna have people that are gonna see oh this big uh, sassy black woman and they're not gonna think oh this woman is well educated um and she can flip it up but she's comfortable in who she is she's comfortable in in her truth and and her um she doesn't feel the need to uh to to wear a mask and and present all quiet and demure she's like no this is who i am this is how how you're gonna accept me take it or leave it if you don't take it that's on you but i'm not making any adjustments to that right I and learned so, a lot of that from her, you know, just the right. way she, how she carries herself in professionally and just around people. She demands yeah, respect. Yeah. And and you have to, especially as a, as a woman in this business and as a woman of color in this business, um, you have to, because people aren't going to give it to you, you know? And so, right. so being around that energy, you can't help, but learn a little bit more empathy a little bit more uh compassion and consideration and that's uh, you know as, as you know what we've learned over you know well we've been reminded of you know whether it's ukraine whether it's black lives matter whether you know people need to understand that you know people are human beings and pay more attention to their humanity right paying more attention to each other's humanity um is how we come together that's beautiful. I think yeah. that's a great place to um, wrap this up. I that's think I, I, um, I got buttons, son. That's what I you do. do. I mean, <laughs> I don't even want to fuck with that button at all. I really don't. That was so beautiful. Tell my listeners where they can find you. What do you have coming up? Are you going to be on the road this weekend? Uh, this will be up tomorrow. You know? Oh, you know what? No, I'm at. Uh, I'm. I'll be at Gotham Comedy Club. You can. You can follow me on all things social media at I A M Dean Edwards. I am Dean Edwards. So that's who I am. Um, especially, I'm mainly on Instagram, and then everything streams from Instagram, right? Um, every Monday night, um, I, I have something uh, that started during the pandemic called the Father Monkin Protocol. We gotta make sure we get you on. Uh, What's it called? It's called the Father Muckin Protocol, right? The Father Muckin. Father Father Muckin Protocol. I need that on a shirt. Yeah, Father yeah. I, you know, you know, it's funny. I have. You got to make sure it's it's on my merch. Oh. I, 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 I wish okay, I, I wore one. one of those. I got. I, need I got one. you. I got you. Um, and it started during the pandemic. I think we're now tonight is episode eighty three. Um, and I've I've had everybody from. Tiffany Haddish to Sebastian Maniscalco, Dion Cole, Tony Rock. I wow. uh, just had Coco Brown tonight. I love we, have, we have uh, Angela Means from the Fri Friday franchise and uh, Def Comedy Jam, and it's just served similar to what what you're doing here. It's it's a, it's a way for me. It started as a way just to stay in contact with with comics um, that I missed during the pandemic, but also to sort of get under the hood and learn about their journeys and everyone has had such a such an amazing everyone had what i've learned doing the show is everyone has such an interesting different route of getting yes. to wherever their level of success is so roy wood jr's route uh and doing prank calls on uh radio in alabama is different than gina yashere's route coming up as her. as a nigerian um nigerian brit that 
you know, made a splash. And a lesbian. And, and, and we're talking about layers. Yeah, layers. And and she wound up and and has has her own. She co-created a show with Chuck Lorre on uh on CBS. That's I, think I mean, does it get bigger than the- television than Chuck Lorre? Yeah, the guy man. created my childhood. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so everybody has just these 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 incredible stories. And I've used it just as a as a platform to you know give people some hope. Um, as well as some insight into what we do um, as as uh, as creatives, you know, because I've had yeah. casting directors on, I've had producers um, on, and uh, writers and directors, you know, some of everyone on. It's just been, and they're and they're all up on my page. Scroll, just scroll down, and you'll see someone that you're a fan of, uh, and um, and that's that's mainly. And I I have some things uh, that we've been, you know, getting my my producers arm on. Uh, you know, lately. Uh, so yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I would love to be a guest. Please have me definitely. up in there. Most definitely. I can't Most wait definitely. for people to be like, "Where's this girl from? She sounds right. is it is what your is friend? your friend black?" Right. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. I love you so much. Thank you for making Let's time. It was so of nice course. to dig into your mind yeah. a little bit and to see yeah. your smiling face. You're Likewise. adorable. Likewise. I'm gonna Likewise. be in New York in two uh, two weekends. Are you there I'm, the twenty fourth through the twenty eighth? I'm hit me when I'm. I leave on the twenty seventh, so I'll be here. Where, are you uh, one of the clubs? Where are you? No, I'm just there with my family. Just We're just going to cruise okay. around town, do edibles, and go to Broadway. Oh, <laughs> oh you know what you got to see? Yo, what? Make sure, yo, if you can get a chance, MJ the musical is incredible. I heard MJ, it was so oh amazing. My God. Matter of fact, Dion Cole, you love Dion. Dion was he? I'm sitting in the cellar last week. He walks in. He's like, "Yeah, I just came from seeing MJ the music." I said, "Dude, wasn't it dope?" I said, "My wife's going again tomorrow." He's like, "Yo, it's my second time seeing it, Dean. That show is amazing." And okay, just, now I'm gonna have to go. That show is you. You will leave there like floating because the way the way they've they've taken the songs from Michael Jackson's collection, both with his brothers and as a solo artist. And wow. told this amazing uh, narrative story and the dancing, like you, you walk out of there like singing and dancing. Lifted. This, this, show, this show is so good. It's so good. That, I mean, his music is still off the wall yeah. to me. Is oh, one man. of the greatest. Off the wall and Thriller are off the wall. Im- impeccable. Yeah. Off immaculate is, records. Is damn there. Off the wall as a single is like such a. I'm getting goosebumps. It's such a perfect <laughs> record. And, and here's what's funny. Going to bring it full circle. The karaoke DJ this past weekend didn't have that. That shows how awful he was. How do you not what? have? He didn't have. What? Some, someone said, "Do you have Michael Jackson's Off the Wall?" And he said, "Check the book." I and and I was being nice, but I wanted to say to him eventually, "Dude, nothing's in the book." No, the, yeah, you don't have that. There's you the, got the, nothing. Throw it out. We're burning it. We're setting right. the book on fire. Right. This is ter- you're a terrible DJ. And then he's like, "Come on the stage, Dean Edwards." Right. right. Look, I and took over. Like I I introduced myself. I didn't trust him to introduce me. <laughs> and then you're like, "Bear, bear, bear." <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you so much. Thank you, you again. And uh, I'll hit you up when I'm when I'm on Definitely. your turf. Definitely do that. You take care and, of yourself. And likewise, you do the same. All right. Love you. I love you. Bye. Peace.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.